Welcome back to Jackson's Homestuck. Uh, today we are going to be talking about Act 3, and I have uh, Reese here with me. But real quick, before I forget, I want to thank our patron, uh, Kansas Just Got Gayer, uh, for being our the regular stage uh, patron. You can also become a patron and get episodes days early and get bonus content by going to patreon.com slash sociallyanxiousdragon. All one word. But yeah, thank you for coming with me, Reese. Are you excited to talk about Act 3? I am so excited to talk about Act 3. I yeah. feel like rereading Act 3 has finally helped me feel like I know what's going on in Homestuck a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you read it, like, I've read it so many times, and I'm still like, oh, that was a thing! Yes, so. the reread value in this is tremendous, which is something that I'm just realizing for the first time now. Um, Background-wise, for listeners who don't know who I am, I am not actually finished with Homestuck. So my my takes might be a little bit unique. I'm almost done. I have less than 500 pages. Um, but I am really excited to talk about what I have read. And so I've gone through and read Act 3 about three times now. And it does all make so much more sense. It's the best. It does. Yeah, you just start putting more things together. Or like just like, somehow I complete, completely blanked on reading these two lines. That makes so much more sense now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so um, you compiled a list of like the big stuff that happens in Act 3, so we'll kind of go over that and then kind of get down to the details with it. So, Jade is finally introduced, you Jade, know. Jade, my girl! Act 3. Um, I do wonder if her being introduced so late in the story, or like she was mentioned before, but like actually like seeing her and everything, um, is like foreshadowing of the fact that she's going to be more of a plot device than a character that gets in an arc. I think that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, especially coming from a place in the story right now where Jade is much more significant in a way that I will not state yet until we're in spoiler zone. Mm -hmm. um, going back and having, reading this right next to a much later part in Homestuck makes me think you're exactly right yes and then we have the big bro and dave fight which um is great to look at it's it was such a i don't know just i remember loving that scene being early into the comic and it was one of my favorite little flashes Dang. yeah and now not so much <laughs> and now not so much but it was fun then yeah absolutely. <laughs> it and, was pardon it, it was definitely fun um, yes. It's just like another thing where everything changes when you're going back and rereading it. Yeah, just everything is recontextualized. Yeah, and uh, we get ectobiology. Uh, we get to see Prospect for the first time. Yay. Um, the most important thing that happens in Act 3 is we get our first Rosemary conversation. Oh, that is absolutely the most important thing. When I realized that happened in Act 3, I was so stoked that I got to actually talk about this because Rosemary has been I mean that's been one of my favorite things from the very beginning of reading Homestuck I just immediately latched on to Rose and Kanaya um yeah even before I started reading Homestuck I'm a Virgo so oh. all of my friends who were into Homestuck were like oh Reese the there's a chainsaw vampire green lipstick wearing troll who is literally you <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to get my my friend to read it because of that. I'm like, listen, one of my favorite characters ever is your sign. Please read it. But it hasn't yes. worked yet. I, I will recommend to your friend as well. They should read yes. it for Kanaya. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I am a Capricorn. 
It happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then Rose finally enters uh, the medium, which is exciting. Yes. And we re- realize just how big everything is. With John's planet. And yet we still have no idea, really. And we still <laughs> we still don't know. <laughs> it just gets larger. Yeah. Um, yeah, was there anything, like, out of that you wanted to talk about right off the bat? I mean, aside just from the fact that we've already mentioned a couple of times rereading this and really under- once you understand the scope of Homestuck and going back to read this is so interesting because there really is, like, a way to read Homestuck. And so many things like terminology, you know, alchemizing and transportalizing and what is a moirail like that happens later. But just so many little things like vocabulary and concepts that we have to learn with these kids, which I think is really neat. Um, And yet there are so many pieces of literature or other types of media where I think having this much... Uh, unique vocabulary would turn people off to mm-hmm. the idea of reading it but in homestuck it actually just makes it more charming yeah no i definitely have that because there are sometimes i'll start reading things um or like my friend sent me uh like the beginning of a final fantasy game and just right off the bat there were so many places and words and just things that i had to know and i'm like i don't think i want to get into this it's a lot <laughs> and uh but with homestuck it's great i mean um, the only problem is, uh, as I mean, as most of you know, I assume, um, unless you're just like taking my interview episodes and, and listening to those, which is completely valid, but I'm also doing read stuck. So I'm going through and reading Homestuck right now. And the amount of times I have to stop and re-record myself saying the same word over and over, <laughs> it's just, I'm like, these are made up words. And then to read in, um, I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but in the first book, uh, in one of the comments, Hussey actually says that he changed his mind about how a word is pronounced. And now it's just like, I'll pronounce these however I want. They're fake. He is truly the Shakespeare of our time. Yes. I, just, I keep thinking about like all of the words that Shakespeare created that we now think are just completely normal words. But when they were being written, everyone was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's just us with Andrew. Exactly. Um, and then also just bringing up words that you think are fake and then you realize they're real. Just no one knows what they are. Exactly. Because yeah. we don't have to know, at least not yet. And like, I, I know this is like against, this should have been brought up in act one, but Hussey's obsession with like pop culture references no one will get because they're comedians from like the 40s or something. <laughs> that will forever be my like, why are you doing this to me, Hussey? I mean, he's just trying to introduce his faves. I guess, yeah. I mean, who can blame him? This is his extraordinarily pervasive way of recommending media to all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's all ironic. And we should never touch those pieces of media. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably (laughs) true. So I I do try to have this separated uh, spoilers and not spoilers. Some of it gets kind of gray area. So I hope most of you listening to this have like Red Homestuck. I mean, if not, some things might get kind of spoilery before we get to the spoiler section. Like, um, I think it's really important to talk about Dave and Dave's strife with Bro, uh, which if you are reading along 
with me in just getting to act three for the first time, it's very cartoony. Um, it's what you'd expect from regular cartoon violence. Um, and so we don't think about it. It's played off as funny. It's not played as serious. It's, it's played, like I said, just regular cartoon violence, but everything that has happened is really happening. Well, not really happening. I mean, I'm not that deep in, but um, it's <laughs> like these characters are real and these are supposed to be happening to real 13 year olds. So to just read through act three with that in mind, thinking about what Dave is legitimately going through with his guardian is just like, just eye opening. It is. And I have to admit that when I first read it, knowing nothing about Homestuck, it was so much of a joke to me because I really didn't grasp the ages of the characters at the time. And I think it's actually mentioned maybe in acts one and two but i know in act three i just read today that um it's mentioned they're turning 13 and so if you didn't understand how messed up it is you can kind of have an opportunity to think oh that's that's a little weird that that's literally dave's only guardian and it's not just you know like a sibling tussle that's how dave is raised Yeah, but it's, like, stuff we don't think about. Like, if you watch The Simpsons, um, Homer choking Bart. Like, that's just a gag because it's a cartoon family. But in Homestuck, like, they're they're not just, like, your average cartoon character. They're real. They're not real. You know what I mean. They have real stakes. Yes. And, I mean, I think it becomes especially obvious later with their dialogue that they're so much more fleshed out and well-rounded than most animated media um that you would encounter otherwise yeah i mean there's no way that it would have gotten this big of a following if it wasn't the case the characters are so fantastic they are and i absolutely adore character driven stories um that's what i prefer to create myself and so i think that was part of the reason why i was finally able to when when i did jump into homestuck i really jumped into homestuck um and so even kind of as a newer fan the characterization was what drove me to keep reading and what is still driving me to keep reading these last 500 pages or so much too late when I have other things to do on my phone in bed. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I mean, it would be wild though. If you just stopped right here, if you're like, nah, I'm done with home stuff. Oh, there's no way. No, I'm (laughs) in it now. I've been in it a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So think, so talking about that, that strife uh, between Dave and bro, um, you wanted to point out, that bro might have some extra powers? I did. So when I was reading this through the second time, I thought he's moving so fast and this has to be some sort of foreshadowing because everything has to be foreshadowing. And so I thought maybe this is foreshadowing to, you know, later powers awakened during the game, or is it just an anime reference like his Kamina shades um, and his, his anime sword? And I actually... I actually left my room and I'm roommates with um, Aisha Yufara, who is oh. one of the Homestuck friend sim writers and also worked on the epilogues. And so I walked out in the living room and I was like, Aisha, I think Dirk has the power of God and anime on his side. <laughs> <laughs> and we decided that's most definitely the case. Um, yeah. Because really the, 
the teleportation doesn't make a whole lot of sense otherwise. I think it really is just kind of a, an anime reference. And maybe that helps to lighten the mood on what might otherwise be kind of a difficult scene going back to reread it. But yeah, for sure. Um, and I really think that all the guardians in their own way are kind of like super powered because like um, Rose's mom Oh, we'll get to that in the spoiler section. Sorry. I almost yes, like okay. <laughs> spilled stuff. I have so okay. much to say on that topic, actually. <laughs> yes. Okay. So oh, wait. spoiler section. Uh, I'll come back to it. Um, oh, yes. well, another thing about the, the fight with Dave and Bro. Actually, mm-hmm. this is also kind of spoilery, but just Lil Cal. I, what can you say about Lil Cal going back to read this the second time? There's just no. Like, Luke Howe was always unsettling from the very beginning. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I never knew how to deal with him. And I still don't. (laughs) Even being as far as I am, Lil' Cal is still unsettling. uh, Mysteries can be solved, and Lil' Cal will always be, like, the worst character in Homestuck. (laughs) I know. And to see Hussey have pictures with an actual Lil' Cal is just... Too cursed. No. It is. It's the worst thing. <laughs> that shouldn't happen in any reality. No, it's very bad. It makes me very uncomfortable. But that's hussy and that's homestuck for you. Very true. Yeah, sometimes sometimes Lil Kyle is played as like, like a genuinely cool puppet, not a person probably. And sometimes it's like, this is the freakiest thing from the depths of hell. Oh, yes. The, the Saw theme reigns supreme in my head every time I see this puppet now. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> what what else is there to say, honestly, than the Saw theme? Yeah, basically. Hey, let's get to Jade, because Jade finally appeared this one. Yes, so- absolutely we should. I... I love Jade so much. I remember the first time reading through this, I I was already very attached to Rose. Mm -hmm. um, And then Jade came along and I felt that same kind of attachment again. I just, I love all the female characters in Homestuck, it turns out. I mean, Um, the female characters are some of the best written female characters we've seen. And most of them are, really all of them are better than most of the boy characters. I have to agree. I have yeah. to agree. I I mean, my I went through and kind of cataloged my top five to ten favorite Homestuck characters a few days ago, and I realized, ah, yes, they're all women. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're just all so good. They are. And yeah, so so Jade's great. She's super nice and sweet, and I really like how she kind of flips because um in the beginning intro like you get like uh, ridiculous commands that they're told to do. And of course they're like, I'm not going to do that. And Jade's like, I'm not, oh no, I totally do that. And I I just like how she kind of flips it on the head. Or she goes uh, fertilizing and um, making pig noises, right? I'm not sure if it's pig noises. Maybe. I think that might've been an act. No, I don't remember. Of course it couldn't have been an act too, because she was just introduced, but I don't remember pig noises. Yeah, I think. I think that's what it was. I think she was like told to fertilize the plants and squeal like a hog or something. I wouldn't be surprised. Nothing you could tell me about Jade would surprise me anymore. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that that makes perfect sense, actually. Especially, again, like going back to Guardians. Mm-hmm. Anything that Jade was told to do by her Guardian, I'd just accept it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you had a lot to say about um, kind of the, the color coding and, and theming and stuff from your um, English major. Yes. So I'm actually looking for the pages right now in the book. Um, this was something that I did not notice the first time through when I was reading um, because it's super subtle. But when Jade is shown kind of exploring her home for the first time and she's ascending or descending through a few different rooms um and i wish i had given myself a a page number here but there is a few different rooms that have some very particularly themed um decor from Mm -hmm. her guardian as well as each room has a color and going back reading it a second time it is kind of clear and also made more clear by andrew and the notes in the book that each of those were meant to foreshadow a particular future character. Oh yeah, I remember reading about that. And so my my English major jumped out because the first thing I thought of, I saw color coding and I was like, oh, it's great Gatsby time. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I feel like a lot of people can relate to if they've um, ever had to read Great Gatsby in school um, because that's kind of infamous for having a lot of color coding and symbolism and this was the first instance of color coding I had seen, especially confirmed um, in Homestuck. And so now I'm thinking, well, of course I have to go back through everything and see if there's anything else <laughs> that I can find. Yeah. So that might be a, a future rant or episode or meta post or something like that. But um, if I do find the page, I will definitely read it to you all. I'm still flipping through right now, but in the meantime, we can maybe talk about... There's so much of Act 3. Um, in the meantime, we can definitely talk about other aspects of Jade, if you'd like. Yeah, because um, how she has, like, basically a denizen in her house tower thing. Yes, yes. Um, which is crazy. I mean, it just looks so ridiculous. And you don't really think about it. It's just like, oh, just another wild thing that uh, Jade's grandpa killed. But it's like, no, that's a denizen. Yeah, and you would never think about it. I mean, I I was forbidden from asking questions. I read, when I started reading Homestuck, I was reading it out loud with Aisha and my fiance, whose name is Nori. Um, and the three of us would just sit in our living room and read this out loud. And they eventually banned me from asking questions. <laughs> <That's> um, <right. laughs> and so now going back and reading this, I thought, oh, yeah, I understand why they didn't let me ask about that. Um, yeah. And and that was, I, I think a lot of Jade's introduction was something that I kept wanting to know more. And as much as they might have wanted to tell me, they just couldn't. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many. I mean, because some things are just like, oh, you'll read that in two pages. And some things are like, this is actually deeply significant that you'll find out in the end of Act 6. <laughs> or <Yeah. something. laughs> And thousands of pages from now. And thousands of pages. And in so many of the commentary notes, it actually just straight up says that there will be some sort of, you know, note about, oh, this is foreshadowing, but you'll see in 3000 pages. Yeah, I know. It's just, oh, thanks so much. That's great. I just, I have to wonder, I I wish that I could talk to somebody who is maybe reading Homestuck for the first time through the books. Oh yeah, me too. I tried to get my friend to do that because it's like, it's in book form now, so I'll just let you borrow the book, but he didn't read it. 
So <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like it would be both great and horrible because there is a lot of stuff kind of given away. I think that overall it's assumed that you've read Homestuck online beforehand. Yeah. Um, but if you read the commentary, it, it's still just, it's such a kick in the nuts to all of us readers, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it is really interesting finding out what's foreshadowing it and what wasn't because he had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. And that's, I mean, as a writer, that's so relatable. Just, yeah. you know, you have a vague outline and there are so many things you want to include, but it's not realistic to think that everything is planned out as you go. Which oh, is for part sure. of what that's, makes this so interesting. Yeah, that's not how writing goes from most oh, people. No. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but another thing that I thought I'd mention about Jade, and also just kind of on the point of character-driven um, character driven stories, is that I think this was definitely true for the other kids as well, but both Rose and Jade were the kids that I related to the most as a person mm -hmm. and you know not so much from their like the supernatural shenanigans like no I don't have a copy of Suburb showing up at my house but yeah. um, just little things like Rose's obsession with psychology and yeah. the <laughs> Jade's whole gathering of panels struggling with the flute is so <laughs> oh, <laughs> I yeah. laughed so hard at those I I played the flute for many, many years growing up and was on track to be a professional flutist and have not, I've given up the professional part. I still play. Um, but just seeing a 13 year old girl struggling with her flute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in yes. a really hilarious way. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those like little details that made me so much more attached to the characters and the narrative. Yeah, whole. definitely. Um, I'll be honest and like call myself out here. The first time I read Homestuck, I just was not that interested in Jade. Um, I didn't have a lot in common with Jade. And there were so many exciting things happening. I wanted to get back to that exciting stuff instead of like, oh, we're dealing with pumpkins now. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I love and appreciate Jade now. But like, I can see how it might be a little easy to not understand her at first i mean i think she's intentionally written to be a little bit not understandable for sure she's definitely like i mean they all have weird upbringings in their own way but she is on an island with a dead grandfather true um true. and she knows future things and and yeah so she's just like inherently a more mysterious character um and yeah i just i don't know i just wish i could go back in time and tell myself to appreciate her from the beginning yeah i am i mean i definitely understand that and there's so many things throughout homestuck that i wish i could have told myself going through the first time um there were many years for me where i had a number of friends um uh, basically my entire friend group throughout college was really into homestuck except for me oh um, yeah and so I came into this with a little bit more understanding of who might be important or, you know, I at least recognize names and some plot points and that, and that helped a little bit. Yeah. But even then I, I can't imagine coming in just entirely blind. I mean, you, what do you focus on? 
I know. Yeah. See, um, my experience was mostly blind. Like I had seen it talked about on Tumblr, but I didn't really like look into it. I kind of just like passed through everything that I was like, oh, I'm not in this fandom. Scroll through. Um, so I think I knew the trolls were a thing, but that's like it. So um Right. So, and yeah, everyone was- knows that the trolls come later. Because yes. At, at least for me, that was something that when people were telling me to read Homestuck, they would be like, Reese, just just get to act five. If you can make it through the first four acts and you get to the trolls, you're good. And yeah. so all I knew was like, okay, trolls, act five. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, the first, I mean, I know we're talking about the third act, but like the first act can definitely be hard to get through with all the capture log talk, I think, because a lot of that is just like oh, yes. a programmer's inside joke. And there is some of that too in act three, which yeah. now that I understand the mechanics more, it is more interesting to read through. And that makes me want to go back and maybe appreciate the programmer's jokes in act one and two, but I'm also not a programmer. Um, yeah, so I can fair. appreciate them to the extent that I know what the Homestuck mechanics are now, and I know what the lingo is, but I have absolutely no coding knowledge. <laughs> See, I got to appreciate it backwards, because I read Homestuck, and then I learned coding. Oh, there you go. So, you, you go <laughs> so I just got to be in my programming class okay. going, ah, Homestuck. <laughs> Did you get to go back and reread this, like, after you kind of understood more what it meant? Did it mean more to you at that point? A little bit, but honestly, um, I learned more about web dev and not so much in the stuff that would use those terms. So we learned like gotcha. a little bit about it, but it didn't go like deep dive. So I still only kind of appreciate it. That's fair. Um, I did find the color coding pages. Mm-hmm. If anyone is interested in jumping back a little bit. For sure. Um, so I'm going to read specifically um, from Andrew's commentary on the bottom of the page. Yeah. So he says, notice the colors of the lights in each room. And this is as Jade is kind of descending through where she's grown up. There's orange, pink, and cyan. And I just realized I probably shouldn't be reading this until we get to the spoiler zone. So I might still save it. Yeah. Yeah. We can save that and just say, hey, everyone, look forward to that. (laughs) Yeah. Just look forward to color coding. (laughs) Yeah. I'll I'll keep it open to the page if we decide to bring it back. I did find Yeah, for sure. Definitely we should talk about it in the uh, spoiler section because okay, I, I love how many different interpretations you can have of Homestuck. Like everyone has their own specific like set of knowledge to bring to it and to get more interested in this point of view versus that point of view. And it's I love it. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So uh then we have John who <laughs> Like, despite being our main character, I have, like, two notes for. <laughs> but, uh, and one isn't even about him. It's just relevant to him because he he defeats ogres and he levels up a lot. And he becomes the boy Skylark level, uh, which I always forget about. I'm so um, proud of him. I know. And as someone who is obsessed with Peter Pan, not Tinkerbell, specifically Peter Pan, I now have to cosplay some form of boy Skylark. You absolutely do. I do. You just, that's, that's one of the many joys of Homestuck is seeing a very particular take of a character and thinking, oh, I have to cosplay that. Yeah. And it's because there's so many takes of characters, like, especially like I, I 
will admit I only like half skimmed through some of the esh ladders that you can climb. But there are so many. There is just unlimited potential. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and I really wanted you to expand on that next point we have in John. The uh, yes. use of page 171. Yes. Um, that so John I... Rose is a ship for nervous in, uh, for the nervous investor. <laughs> so this these are the words of Andrew Hussey, not, mm-hmm. not me. Um, but a few pages within the book actually catalog one of John and Rose's conversations. And then at the bottom, in all caps, Andrew Hussey says, are your shipping fires stoked yet? Let's face it, this is a bland ship. (laughs) Yeah. And he says, buying into the ship is kind of jumping the gun. Like when a shareholder sells off stock at the first sign of trouble, John X. Rose is a ship for the nervous investor. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's so true. I just... as somebody who loves Rosemary so much, and especially seeing Rose and Kanaya hit it off so well in their first like expansive troll conversation, this note just seemed all the more poignant because <laughs> I there's just no way this could work. <laughs> no, I just like listen, I'll ship a lot of stuff and I, I Oh yes. People will like write stuff that I hadn't thought about and I'll completely understand. I do not understand John Rose. I have to agree. I And I am multi-shipper extraordinaire. Anyone who knows me could tell you that. I really, if somebody gives me a concrete argument for just about any ship, I can yeah. probably get behind it. But this one is just not one that I understand. And I felt so validated when I saw that note. Yeah. It's just... That it, it, it was never meant to be. It, it's a never a thing that pops into my mind just as a thing. Right. But I guess maybe other people it does because they are the first male and female character introduced. Yeah, that's so true. Depending on, you know, how you're reading the narrative, that that could be a thing your mind jumps to. Not me personally, but some no. people probably did. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure some people did. It's just, I don't know. It just never really <laughs> seemed like, no, they, I, I mean, this I'm, isn't. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like. If you ship it, that's fine. Like that's nothing again. I, I'm not gonna. Oh, absolutely. I I am never it. one to bash for any ship. So John yeah. Rose shippers, you you are powerful people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you just have a power we can't comprehend. Exactly. Yes, Ian's. Uh, but it was yeah. just such a great note. I had to share it when I reread it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fantastic, and I wish I had found my book so I could have read through the um the notes because Hussey has so much wisdom in there. True. But yeah, so like we've said like a billion times, uh, Kanaya gets introduced um, through the form of being, she's GC, right? I think so. Yeah. The, I, the, I have to her. admit that the usernames are still things that I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting there, but there's just so many like little things that I have to associate between a multitude of characters. And Wait, um, no, I think GC is Terezi. Wait, I'm going to try to find it. Okay, because I think that's Gallo's Calibrator. I don't know. See, I don't oh, wait, know wait, wait, the wait. chum handles. It's, um, it's G-A. G-A, yes. It's okay. Grim Auxiliatrix. Yeah, see, I'm never going to remember that. <laughs> well, now we will. Because... <laughs> now we will, because we couldn't. But yeah, so... um. They just had a great conversation right from the start. They just immediately had great chemistry. And I love them. And I shipped them from, like, that moment. Uh, me too. I mean, 
there was no other thing I could do besides ship them. <laughs> it's, it's just how it is. I know. Um, it's uh, it's a hard life sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and I do think it's hilarious that it takes until the end of Act 3 for anyone besides John to get into the medium. Okay, it is. And I didn't realize until rereading that it took this long. I always forget. Like, I know Me this. Too. And then I reread and I'm like, when is anyone else going to get in there? And I, I had so little point of reference for how many pages meant one act. And when I was reading it through the first time, I was just reading it. And yeah. so going back and kind of looking more specifically at breakdowns between act one and act two and act three, it does make it seem so much slower, especially when act six is so long. Yeah, act six is literally half of Homestuck. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so this is it's a different experience to go back and see these plot points like that that there's only a few main plot points in one act is yeah. surreal it it really is and it just and this is all happening in like what 12 hours or something not even that probably not even that much yeah uh, i mean it's so little time because i what is the original? Do you know what the original countdown is? Oh, for John, the I don't know Rose's original, but for John's, it was 413. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, it's a minuscule amount of time, really. Yeah. Uh, and it, it takes three acts because so much is going on. And, and then we go back so in time with Dave and Jade. Yes. <laughs> And so many of the acts are, or not the acts themselves, but so much of the dialogue within the acts and the narration is dedicated to helping us learn how to read yeah. and understand what these tools are and what the kids have at their disposal. Yeah. Um, and then we'll just have random bullshit happen, like when the mayor takes control of John. I love the mayor. I love He's the mayor. everything to me. He is. <laughs> he's he's just the best character in Homestuck he's universally loved I think he might be one of the few characters in Homestuck who I've never met someone who doesn't like the mayor I know how could they it's not possible what's I, I to don't dislike think. about the mayor <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to find out if it's possible to dislike the mayor I don't want to live in that reality <laughs> <laughs> right and uh, speaking of trolls that get introduced, kind of, kind of, sidestep <laughs> yeah, that a bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, we get Car Cat. Yes. I guess Love today it. is finally the day you fuck everything up. <laughs> it's my favorite line, and I love spoilers. I love spoilers. So, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's we'll so hard. It, it's interesting how hard it is to have a discussion about this without yeah because, because there are so is, many callbacks oh i know i know um like honestly uh one of because i just have like a billion and five ideas for this podcast that's what this is is like i want to explore this aspect of homestuck and so i do a podcast about it Perfect. um but in one of them has been to go through and find every single point that an earlier part of homestuck is referenced oh interesting I would forget you all have of your it. Work cut out for you. 
I would. You know, I just, I don't remember stuff that well. I'm no Becca. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I could do that really well. Um, but dang, that's, that's definitely like on my list of things to po possibly try. Yeah. And I mean, even if you did it in little increments, there's still so much that it would be interesting to explore just a few things at a time. Yeah. There's, I, I'm there's going to enable lot. you on that one. You should do it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of my many, many projects. Yes. Um, yeah. So you wanted to talk about, well, no, that's a spoiler section. I should move that to the spoiler section. Um, about yes. We'll come back. I have a, a page 14 note. Yes. Oh, so this goes back to the flute. Um, I mentioned before that I really enjoyed, for personal reasons, the little scene of Jade and her flute. Mm -hmm. And there was a note on on these um, panels that just made me love it even more. So it says, I guess the implication here is that the flute appearified there from an exile station. But that doesn't make much sense. We never saw any flutes on those stations. So, obscure theory. Alt-Universe Jade, as an old woman, sent this flute to her because she always regretted not taking up the instrument as a young girl. Plot hole count, back down to zero. <laughs> nice. And that is, I guess, a little spoilery, with, but without further explanation, won't make much sense. But it yeah. warmed my heart so much. <laughs> yeah. And you can see that really went well for Alt-Universe Jade. I, as well as it could. <laughs> yeah. The flute is a finicky instrument. <laughs> yeah. I also love how, like, they show her with the flute and then, you know, she's not super happy with it. So then she just goes to this wild bass. Yes. She has a whole flash that's just a big, long bass riff. Just yeah. pursue your dreams, Jade. I'm so proud of her. That's completely like, valid. See, good, good on her for knowing that the flute's not her jam. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, and I see myself progressing like that. I started out learning the piano, then I learned the clarinet, and then I learned the guitar. So You just... know, I actually learned the guitar after the flute as well. Oh, well, yeah. I'm just realizing that. I, just... I never, like, stayed on it, though. I think I'm I'm opposite Jade. Yeah, <laughs> that's valid. <laughs> the guitar didn't resonate quite as well. Yeah, same year. I got used to how I could read music from the piano, and then the guitar is just like, I don't know chords. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so what did you want to talk about with Skynet? Mostly how I'm still confused by it. Yeah. Which, which as, parts are confusing besides just, everything? As, as somebody who hasn't finished Homestuck yet and who uh, the first time rereading any parts of Homestuck was actually me going back to reread part three or act three, excuse me. Mm. Um, there's so many questions that I still don't quite have answered. And some of these things are really vague concepts that I feel like I should know by now but I don't quite feel bad for not understanding that's um, fair yeah and so like I'm aware of the term Skyanet and then Skyanet you know comes up um kind of uh subtly in act three in a panel I don't think it's actually spoken in the narration but the words do show up in the panels and it made me realize I still don't really know what that means yeah um, so it's never super explained. It gets the most explanation in, um, you remember that problematic stuff that happened at the beginning of the year? Yes. Yeah. So that's where it gets the most explanation and people are like wavering on whether that's canon or not. 
Oh, interesting. So okay. um, that, I, I figured that it might be something that was explained, you know, kind of an end game where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, that makes it, me feel a little bit better. Yeah, it's not super explained. I mean, maybe it is somewhere and I, I just don't. Sometimes people talk about stuff that happens in Homestuck and I'm like, where did that happen? I have read it a billion times. <laughs> so, There's so much. Yes. So maybe it is explained and I just haven't stumbled across it somehow, even though it's pretty easy to read from beginning to end. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with Sky Knight, you're pretty good. It's, it's just a corporation that does technology that has something to do with Esper. Okay. Gotcha. So... Yes. And so we had talked a bit about how um, Homestuck is very character driven, how there's so many different ways to read it and get stuff from it with your color theory and everything else. And I will say this in every single episode ever since someone submitted it to, to me on a, uh, a form I had back for um, uh, 413, my, my special 413 episode, but um, Homestuck being a literature sandbox is just the favorite way I've had to describe. Oh, I like that. Yes. It's like, here's all this stuff. You can write with it any way you want. You can read it any way you want. You can talk about it any way you want. Like, there's so many possibilities. So um, I, I just feel like that sums up a lot of what can be, like, understood about Homestuck. Like, you have to dump my cat off the table. Because he's like, it's cuddle time. And I'm like, it's podcast time. Aww. <laughs> If my cat was in this room right now, I assure you, he would have already been rubbed up on the mic and y'all would have not heard anything except just whatever noises he makes. <laughs> cat ASMR. He, yeah, he hates um, when anyone is giving attention to something that's not him, which I think is a very universal cat feel. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that's definitely true. Um Yes, and uh, so I like how we got, I mean, this is a small thing, but I like how we got all the kids' birthdays revealed, and John is the only one not born in December. I noticed that, too, and this was the first time I'd noticed that detail as well, which yeah. is so funny. Like, they just, they're all within four or five days of each other. It's all in the same week. Yeah, it is just like, <laughs> and John's like, you're killing me here. I have all these <laughs> presents to do. I mean, but I think we all have groups of friends like that. I do. I, yeah. <laughs> I have a group of friends whose birthdays are all within the same week in March. Oh, man. I, I just got yeah. Mine. It's just, we all know that feel. It's relatable. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And they were so close to all being Capricorns, but they fell short by a couple weeks. No, so close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could have joined me. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and, okay, you had a really interesting note here. You said on pages 131 to 132, the status of villains as meta-villains. Yeah. So, um, this is kind of when Jack Noir is being introduced primary, at least of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and we see the scene with him surrounded by the three walls, but his fourth wall has been stolen. Yes. Um, and so clearly we know that he has more power he, he's kind of he's closer to the reader than the kids are yeah um, he has more I, I i guess agency over what's happening because he does have these three walls and he used to have the fourth wall mm -hmm. um and so comparing him to 
later villains, you kind of see a similar vein of they all seem to have powers over the way that they interact with the reader that the rest of the trolls and the kids don't have. Yes. And I think this is a super good point to bring up that spoiler wall so I can kind of go off of that and talk about stuff that happens later on. Um, So yes, this is a spoiler wall. Everything after this will contain spoilers for the rest of Homestuck. Uh, So be warned, if you go after this, there's going to be spoilers. So, yes, it's kind of like, I don't know if foreshadowing is the right word, but like with Lord English, how like Caliborn literally takes over the narrative. Yes, exactly. And he's like the ultimate example of a meta villain. Yes. Um, he just destroys that fourth wall to the point that it's like, did it ever exist? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, you're literally reading his story. Yep. Yes, that's very neat. And um and I mean going back and reading this again, you know, I, at the time I thought like what are those windows? Why are they I, yeah. I guess he's just a super villain with like a bunch of TV screens, you know, stroking his pet cat and like watching all these screens like, "Oh, yes. My kingdom." <laughs> <laughs> but really, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. And it's just in an in a way that's more abstract than I would have imagined it could be at the beginning yeah definitely if uh homestuck does anything it breaks down the fourth wall and makes and builds it back up as an actual thing that exists in the comic yes (laughs) Um, yeah so that that was fun for me to go back i mean i i love the character analyses so much and it's easy to do with the kids and the trolls um but with the villains it was always a little more difficult and i felt like i never quite understood I couldn't get into their heads as much. Mm-hmm. And now I think with further context after seeing Lord Eng- Caliborn and Lord English and having that as a basis of what it means to be a villain in Homestuck, looking back on everything makes much more sense. So that was yeah. really satisfying. It filled in a lot of gaps. Yes. Um, it is quite fantastic. And since you haven't finished Homestuck, you haven't read the epilogues yet either, right? I, so I have actually read um, most of Candy because okay. I did voice Gamzee in um, oh, yeah. Dream. <laughs> That's right. Um, th- those cursed lines. Yes. Oh, gosh. Um, so, but, but at the time, I was nowhere near as far in Homestuck as I am now. So most of what I was reading was just for the sake of a cold read for acting. For sure. Um, I really didn't understand like the context or anything that was going on. Like now I understand all the Harry Anderson references and things like that. Um, but I'm really excited to go back and reread Candy and then read Meat for the first time after yes. I finish Homestuck. It will make infinite more sense, I'm sure. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's very exciting then. Look forward to that. <laughs> yes, I will. I, I might have to hit you up again and be like, hi, I have thoughts. Podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely for sure. That's what Abby does. It's like, hey, I want to talk about Candy Gamzee. And so we made an episode. I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> yeah. forward to listening to that one when I like know more what's going on. For sure. Um, yes. So now we can talk about your color theory with a different. Um, yes, yes, yes. Rooms. Okay. So the note um, in the book says, notice the colors of the lights in each room, orange, pink, and cyan corresponding to Dirk, Roxy, and Jane. The items have a loose correlation with the other three guardians, too. Knights, in that Dirk is a skilled swordsman. 
Roxy's land is full of pyramids. Jane was Grandpa's long, long estranged blue lady. <laughs> <laughs> you see how the gears are always turning. Um, so yeah, if you go back and look at those pages, you'll see that the room full of mummies and uncanny creatures is tinged pink for Roxy for the pyramids. Mm-hmm. Um, and the room full of knights and armor is orange for Dirk. And um, the the last one is blue for Jane. It's just full of large blue tinged prints of I suppose attractive women. <laughs> yeah. Salon ladies. Yes. And I also wanted to talk about how Carcat's line, this is the day you finally fuck everything up, parallels with uh, Calliope's line, this is the day you finally make every make everything great, or something like that. I don't have the exact quote. Yes. Yes. I, I just got that. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. There's so many little connections I had made. I had actually made a connection with Calliope and Jade, um, where it's interesting to see that you know, in Act 3, Jade is the one who is constantly saying, oh, I can't tell you now, or we'll just straight up lie about something that yeah, she can't reveal yet. And then later we see Calliope doing the same thing. Yeah, and um, this, this is kind of a smaller thing, but whenever Jade kind of affects talking to the past, present, and future versions of the trolls, she gets the password system to make sure that no spoilers are given. Very true. That's right. Yeah. Oh, the password system's so good. The password system's great. And yeah, so I really I really like that, how that's a that's a good part of, of Jade's character. Maybe it's and a space player thing. Maybe. And really, it's just, I feel like it's another way to kind of break the fourth wall to the readers, because even the characters have to protect themselves from spoilers. Yeah. That never happens. <laughs> No, <laughs> I, I think this is maybe the first instance I've seen in any story of that happening. And I'm sure that, you know, other authors and creators have have messed with the same concept. But yeah, really I weird. I will have to mention one or I will have to physically get my Doctor Who tattoo removed. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but whenever um, River Song is introduced with the 10th doctor she has a book full of spoilers for the doctor's life so like i mean it's still like people don't talk about it a lot but i mean i would have people break in and physically laser off my tattoo if i did not mention that that's fair i i have to admit i'm i've never been a doctor who person to the frustration of many people in my life but um i'll have to give it a shot (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, I would look up guides on what to start with. Okay. As much as I like nine, lower budget, literal fart aliens. I mean, hey, you gotta have fart aliens. Yeah. What's, and then there's what like a blowjob stone. Fart aliens? So I would try to watch some of Moffat's episodes first before he takes over the whole series and ruins everything. <laughs> yeah, that's the general consensus I've heard too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, just to turn this homestuck podcast into a Doctor Who podcast. Um it happens. Yeah, I mean it's time travel, it's related. Oh god, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's everything's fun. related. Everything's related. 
you know, there's six, de- uh, six degrees from Kevin Bacon. Now there's uh, six degrees from Homestuck. That's, wow. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that got me thinking for a second. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's going to be a new game. I should have thought about that in time for SACON. That'd be perfect. Next year. <laughs> next year. It will happen. I I want to say, not officially, as a staff member, that we would all like to for it to happen next year. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited and I'm sure it's gonna go really well. It looks like it's really well planned out and everything. So now I'm turning this into a second episode. But um, <laughs> very excited for that to come up. Um, so this is happening again. Reminder for everyone, because this comes out on Wednesday. So this will be uh Sasakon will be happening this Saturday, the twenty second. Yay! Yeah, so. I plug for Sakon, y'all. Please Yes, please all come. the time forever. We've put in a lot of work and um it's gonna be great. I- it's so great. Homestuck is full of so many creative people. I'm on two panels um, and I'm just so very excited. Yeah. I The amount of creativity involved in the people who applied for, you know, Artist Alley and panels and the people who are just participating as guests and staff. And uh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So we should just talk about Sakon. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll have links to, to the Sakon website and stuff and everything below. So um, you guys can look more into that because it's going to be so fun. Yay, see you there. Yeah, and it's going to be like going on all day. So even if you work part of the day on Saturday, you can come in for other things. Oh, yes. All day. Yes. Um, and please talk to me about Rose and Roxy and the ectobiology lab. Okay. <laughs> I'm very weak for tropes. Um, I am in a science field myself. I know I said I was an English major. I'm one of those strange people who majored in English and then jumped ship a little bit. And my career is now in science. (laughs) That's fantastic. Um, I mean, I, I write as well, but, um, I'm very invested in both fields. So I'm, I'm weak for these tropes and I adore Roxy to an extent I cannot even begin to describe verbally yet i don't think i've quite grasped myself how much i like roxy (laughs) Um, and so going back and reading this and realizing oh that was roxy i i don't know it just it blew my mind i mean it made for me it made so much sense why i like this character and it's interesting because i liked her before i knew about her background um and so there's so much like from from the original guardians appearances in the first few acts and then when they're really fleshed out as characters later it all makes sense even if it's not directly connected in terms of dialogue or feelings it's it's like they're so well characterized before they even have dialogue long before they have dialogue they're already characterized and yes. that's one of the most impressive feats i think i've seen um, in terms of characterization, and I just was flabbergasted by it when I went back and reread Act Three and saw like Dirk and Roxy and how much it it's it's really impressive. Yes. Uh, while we're on this about uh, Nana Sprite having uh, made of life powers. Yes, this too. I mean, yeah. just amazing, like how. It's so there's so many thousands of pages between this and Jane with her healing powers. And I mean, I just read a few days ago Vriska's strategy plan (laughs) 
to um you know for the final fight and Mm -hmm. jane is the healer and then the next day i go back and read oh banana sprite she has healing powers it all makes sense now yes yes there's so much there i know i know (laughs) homestuck's good fyi yeah homestuck's good actually (laughs) yeah love homestuck um and speaking of that how all the um guardians kind of have their own power like we talked about um bro being like super anime fast and stuff but uh like in act four after rose is in um rose's mom is also in and she like straight up demolishes some giant freaking monster yes yes um, so badass yeah just like just like one punch uh and then we have um dad who is also like can't be held down by any of their carpatians like he somehow gets captured but then after that it's just like child's play yeah and i mean he even i mean he puts like the strongest grunt you know mm-hmm. in a headlock like yeah and really it, i mean it was so easy <laughs> yes they're they're just all like op as hell it's great and yet they're so op and i mean not i haven't read the the final battle yet but mm-hmm. it's still such a challenge for all of these people who are so incredibly powerful it just really emphasizes how yeah. intense the villains are in the series yes and um oh and i forgot to mention grandpa how grandpa has like weird time shenanigans going on where he like appears in the medium and gets jade's dead body to then go back and stuff it for jade to know she has a dead body i don't even know where to begin with that (laughs) yes (laughs) like yeah yeah it's just they all got weird stuff going on with them and um yeah that's just fantastic it's an awesome point of reference really yeah because if you do consider it in comparison to other characters you really get a scope for the stakes of what's going on yeah yes and uh uh continue on i like your point about betty crocker um yeah you said that the gushers are full of troll blood i had this realization um i think I don't know. I don't recall, to be honest, if it's actually stated in the narration or if it was in a note. Um, but at one point, it is heavily insinuated that the that that fruit gushers themselves are different colors because they're full of different troll blood types. Yeah, that's got to be in the notes, bro. Like, what? I, I think it. I'm pretty sure it was. And I didn't note a page or else I would read it to you all specifically. But yeah. I lost my mind i'm just i'm thinking of those the pages where you're buying bottles of blood from gamzy later yeah. on and <laughs> it just it all makes so much sense now now and now i can just only imagine john offering kanaya a pack of gushers and for some reason she decides to accept even though that oh. sounds ridiculous as heck but maybe reminds her of grubs and then she bites in and she just stares at John. This is why I've loved Gushers all my life, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I still love Gushers. When Gushers became a thing in this, I was like, oh my god, my favorite food. I mean, not not really, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, Gushers are... Uh, Gushers are an icon. Yeah. So that's crazy. 
Yeah. Oh man. The the Kanai I have to see I, I need to do like a Google search after this and see if any content creators have done um Kanaya Gushers like yeah. content. I just I, I want to envision her just eating a whole box of gushers and like having to hide the wrappers from Rose. <laughs> exactly. Like it's perfect. We gotta do that. <laughs> we do. If it doesn't exist, we, it's up to us now. Yes. Um, and it's up to you all listening. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> please make a lot of this content because I need it. Kanaya content always. Yes. Oh, and Jade's dream bot. I don't remember. Was it said that Jade helped build no. uh, Jade's dream bot? It was not at all, but it oh, was okay. just something that I kind of thought of um, yeah. going back and reading again is just how much you see jake and dirk um bond i guess over (laughs) robot builds and realizing that jade's dream bot could very well have originated um and so as somebody again who doesn't end game stuff i just i want to think dirk and jake have a nice happy ending and that at the very least jake remembers some robotic skills from dirk yeah um and maybe that's where the dream bot comes about but yeah who knows that's yeah uh no spoilers in the spoilers abound zone (laughs) yeah i mean that'd still be a cool thought though um yeah so we'll see i don't know maybe my my thoughts on change but right now that's a headcanon i like to have yeah definitely um I think there's so many good headcanons. And it's like, well, you know, it's not explicitly stated it doesn't happen. <laughs> so right? so if it doesn't if 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 it doesn't not happen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's Jit. And um and then your question about if Gamsey was the one to deface John's house, I know there is an answer to this. Okay. But I also know it's one of those things that other people picked up on a lot better than I did. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I think what it is, is um, John gets kind of infected with, because I think Cal ends up being in John's uh, prospect room for a while. I, yeah, I seem to recall that. For yeah. Sure. And so little Cal ends up kind of like, infecting John with that negativity. And so my interpretation of it, and I could be 100% wrong, but that John is the one who like does it in his sleep. I mean, that makes complete sense, especially considering Rose is kind of psychoanalyzing him. I mean, Rose convinced that John was the one who did it. Yes. Or, and, and it doesn't make sense that Gamzee did, and the only reason I thought that is because of a comment. I think maybe one of the like pieces of graffiti was supposed to look like Gamzee or something like that. This is I was very unclear. Um, and so this was just kind of me spouting like, "Oh, Gamzee's responsible for everything." I wouldn't be surprised if you could like, no. you know, just do yeah. this too. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, it's like, oh, how this? Oh, it's Gamzee. Oh. Um, but I, I like the idea much better. And I think it is like more hinted towards the fact that John did it himself. Yes. Um, and, and that makes a lot of sense because just as Gamzee is behind everything, Lil Cal is behind even that. So Yeah, basically. <laughs> God, Lil Cal is so creepy. He really is. I 
I never want to see a real... I have not seen images of a recreated locale, and I don't want to. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I'll come across them, but I just hope I don't. See, I don't know if what Hussey has... See, I always wonder if it was a recreation of locale, or if Hussey just had that and then based the locale (laughs) off it. (laughs) Oh, wow. That... That's quite the question. That's what I always assumed. It's just like, he had this. I don't know. All I can say is if I ever see a real one in person and I come back as a, as just a different personality. Yeah. Save yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) I don't trust dolls. I've never really trusted dolls. I definitely don't trust them now. No, super not. You, you can't after that. Like, I mean, I'm the opposite. I used to like dolls. I mean, I didn't have like a ton of dolls, but I used to like dolls. I got into a really big puppet phase for a little bit. Oh, wow. That's loaded. It's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't before, it is now. Fair. So, so it's, I often forget about my puppet phase and then I say it and I'm like, that's a weird thing to say, but I am a dirtkin. So what can I say? Hey, there you go. You know what? <laughs> Sometimes you just, you got to be true to yourself. Yes. It's that's how it be. It is. Um, but no longer, because Homestuck ruined that for me forever. Oh, epilogue. No, well, I mean like puppets. Oh, puppets. <laughs> okay. I, I thought we were going on a dirk tangent for a minute and I was like No, I'm not gonna go on a dirk tangent. Ch- ch- I, I kind of went on one in my epilogue episode, so I'm gonna Fair. Yeah. Spare we'll- you from that. Uh, I mean, especially since you haven't read the epilogues yet, I'm not going to do that to you. That's okay. Soon, soon, I'll come soon. to you and I'll be like, "Hey, I'm ready for the tangent." Yeah, it'll be here. Waiting. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. So, gosh, separating what happens in Acts one through four is always hard for me. So now I'm like, "What the heck does happen in Act four? Because we don't get to the trolls yet, but we kind of, yeah." So, um. So yeah, I'm really excited for what happens next. A lot happened in Act 3. A lot of important stuff. Um, mostly getting to see Jade in Rosemary Star. Yes. Very important. Yes. And ectobiology. Because and ectobiology. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Science is good, kids. Didn't super mention that. Um, <laughs> so here's my question about ectobiology. That maybe this would be better suited for a future episode and not this one. But I'm thinking about it now, so I'm going to talk about it now. Go for it. How are all the beta kids related, but none of the alpha kids are related? I've wondered that same thing. And Good. it's okay. something that I've just ignored because yeah. I've been taught to ignore questions I have about Homestuck until I finish. Yeah. Um, so... That's something I will think about more, provided there's no more insight into that question. I don't think there is where you're at, but I don't yeah, know. It, I know it someone doesn't has the seem ins- like the time to talk about biology. No. <laughs> at this point. No. <laughs> but yeah, because I know someone has the answer out there because people, because I don't know. I always thought it was weird that, um, you know, it was just accepted that Jane and Jake could be a thing. And I'm like, but they're brother and sister, right? But no. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. So 
that's maybe I, I actually have really been looking forward to going back and rereading the um kind of the introduction of the Alpha Kids. Yeah. Um, now that I understand the mechanics of Homestuck a little bit better and the For way sure. that ectobiology works as much as one can understand it. Yeah. Um, because at the time I I called that it was the Alpha Kids, but that was just because I knew Alpha Kids existed, because I knew characters before I read the story. Um, yeah. So going back and reading those panels will be interesting because I think I'll be able to focus more on how it works. And if there is a solution, I will find it. Okay. <laughs> I'm determined to find it. Yeah, that's good because like, I don't really think about it a lot, but then sometimes I'm like, what? So yeah. And, and real quick, I did wanted to ask you, how long were you Aisha's roommate before you got into Homestuck? <laughs> this is quite the story actually. Oh yeah. Um, so Aisha and uh, my fiance Nori are coworkers. Oh, um nice. and we were friends with Aisha long before, well not really long before, but before Aisha was hired to work with Homestuck. Mm -hmm. We actually started talking to Aisha personally through JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Nice. Um, just because we were eating lunch together on, she had her lunch break the same time as my fiance's and we were all three outside and she heard us mention Jojo's and was like, Hey, did you guys say Jojo's? <laughs> um, yeah. so we, we were friends kind of through that and hung out for a while. And then we became roommates. I want to say it was like last August ish or September. Okay, so, um, so when when I started living with her, we, she was already working on Homestuck at that point. Gotcha. Um, and that is largely so. Nori was also has been into Homestuck forever, um, and it was something that was really important to him. And um, you know, not to be like weird or emotional, but Nori and Aisha were two of the most important people of my life at that time, and still now as well. They're both very dear to me. So. I was like, well, it's finally time for me to do this. Um, and so they kind of helped me in and read it to me. And then when three characters were, were talking at once, I started reading and I just got more and more into it and more involved. And having um, people close to me read it to me and be passionate about it just made the experience so much better. Yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. It was, it's awesome. And yeah. we, so we're, we're no longer reading together because got we were all so busy and i wanted to get through it and we just didn't have time to schedule um for sure but there's still like every now and then there's there's certain parts where i will be like hey i i want you to read this with me um, yeah so it's fun yeah it it's pretty meaningful actually yeah no that sounds really great and yeah i guess that really makes sense why you have that um the discord server where you'll read aloud with people yeah exactly because i it's just so much more real that way. And it's fun, like getting to share the experience with friends. I mean, that's what all of Homestuck is about. It's just a bunch of friends who do some huge shit together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the real Homestuck was the friends we made along the way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's just, it's in such a good format to also share the experience with other friends. So yes. it works. Yes, definitely. And I, I like even in just the past couple of months that I've really gotten into the um, Homestuck fandom, especially on Twitter, I've made so many friends and it's been great. 
Yeah, same. So, um, but yeah, was there anything else about um, Act 3 you wanted to bring up? I don't know. I feel like we covered our notes pretty well. We did great, actually. Yeah, I know. I'm proud of us. Yeah, we did a good job being organized. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so Google that was nice. Yes, right? for the win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, yeah, is there anything you want to plug? We talked about SockCon for a bit. Um, Homesuck related, I would just love to keep plugging SockCon. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally don't have any Homesuck related projects going on at the moment. Um, I'm pretty busy right now with some original projects of my own. Um, and I am also mostly in the JoJo's and Castlevania fandom at the moment. So, um, I will plug my Twitter though, if you all are interested, it is at Raptor underscore redeem. Um, and I do post a lot of Homestuck. I'd say I'm pretty, I'm probably mostly Castlevania and then equally Homestuck and JoJo's at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a writer and I've got a Patreon and a Kofi or coffee or however you'd like to pronounce that. And that's all I on my pen. Um, so yeah. Uh, but mostly I think at this point I just have to plug SawCon because it's a week from the day of this recording and I'm really excited for it to happen. And I've put a lot of work into that along with several other really dedicated staff members. So um, I hope you all come and check it out at least for, you know, an hour or so. Check out the panels you like and say hi to us. Yeah, definitely. And I'll have uh, links to all the stuff that Rhesus mentioned in the description. So definitely check all that out. I'll have my usual links to my website, my YouTube, and my blah, 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 blah. You know, I have a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> check all that out too. <laughs> and, uh, hey, really important. I will need someone to review uh, the first intermission with me. That will be coming up really soon because I think uh, my read-through of intermission is only an episode long, maybe two, but I'm pretty sure it's only one. So that's coming up real soon. So if you want to talk about um, the, uh, you know, intermission, the the, the problem sleuth uh, Carpatians, then please hit me up and we will schedule a time to do that. You all should do it. It's really fun talking to them. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. I like you. Thank you. I like talking to people on here. So it's all good. Um, yeah, well, thank you for joining me for this. I hope I can have you back on at another point in time. And I'm really excited for Stockholm. You guys have done such a great job with it so far. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, I had a great time too. And hopefully I can talk to you all again sometime soon on this podcast. Yes, definitely. And um, and yeah, so I will see you guys um, probably next week. I might have something special coming out on Saturday for SogCon. It'll probably just be a recording of whatever I do there. But um, but until then, yeah, see you next week. All right, bye. Bye.